Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, we're going to talk to Buzz here in just a second. But first, the reviews are in for last Thursday's edition of The Shadow Docket when we talked about TV and movie sex versus real-life sex, plus VR porn and way too much information about our own sex lives. Chris Ortiz writes in the comments, Holy fucking berries, that was a pants pisser. Jim Foster wrote, Was Jody having a few cocktails? LOL, that was very fun. And the answer is, yes, yes, she was. Susan Stone wrote, Best shadow docket ever. Lawrence Zeller said, Holy shit, Jody is so much fun when she's toasted. Heidi A said, Hilarious show. Joanna said, OMG, that was the best. T. Richardson, so funny. I was laughing while walking my dogs, and there are many more comments just like that on our Patreon page. So if you want to listen, go to patreon.com slash Show. Choose the $5 a month Shadow Docket Shows level and dive into the fun. The Shadow Docket Shows drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so get going. Again, that's Show.com or patreon.com slash Show. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 13, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Little Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,119 of the Biden-Harris administration, 267 days until the 24th presidential election. You find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska is my handle. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And that guy sitting right there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You said Buzz Burbank. So what? You said it all. <laughs> so, so what? I, I do have a poor memory. At least I'm well-meaning. <laughs> I'm sympathetic. What's happening, old man? Hi, hi, hi everybody. Uh, he he is Bob. Uh, I am Buzz. And some of our bolts were removed by Boeing. <laughs> Damn it. Again? That will explain a lot. Uh, now, I'm no legal scholar, but if I understand last week's Supreme Court decision, uh, the justices decided that candidates for a president can now include monkeys. <laughs> I think. Oh, boy. Now it's going to be fun. <laughs> Trump says Russia should invade our allies if they haven't paid their NATO debts. <sighs> and if Trump doesn't pay his $83 million debt, E. Jean Carroll should invade Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah. I'm in favor of that. <laughs> Tucker Carlson went to Russia uh, to meet with uh, President Vladimir Putin there. Mm. Uh, There's been a lot of speculation as to why, but I think it's obvious. He wants a raise. <laughs> Kiss ass. Uh, we're we're all glad Taylor Swift made it back from Tokyo in time for her boyfriend's big game. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly like with Santa Claus, uh, the progress of her flight was tracked by NORAD, TV weathermen, and some creep in Florida. <laughs> it's always... And it's not me. It's not me. Uh, uh, today is Mardi Gras Day, uh, uh, which is French for Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and that's the day Catholics use up all the cooking fat in their kitchens before Lent, mm -hmm. which is when they all start taking Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> Repentance by chemistry. Yeah, right. um, uh, airlines want to start weighing their passengers in the interest of safety, they say. Uh, the plan is to put the portly passengers near the exit so when the doors pop off, the passenger becomes a cork. <laughs> okay. Kicking off a brand new week. We're going to get angry today. Here we go. Rocky Mountain Mike. That's the way he does it. He sits and twitters on his toilet seat. This ain't Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter. Yeah, love that. That's uh, pretty appropriate for, I think, the topic of today's show, or the oh, topics of today's absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Are you just as fired up as I am? <laughs> oh, I, I am. I was talking with a friend before the show, and yeah. she said, oh, God, I'm sorry if I've gotten you riled up before the show. And I said, no, that's, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. It's just that kind of day where we've got lots to shout about, I think. Yeah. And I've mm -hmm. been just ranting since everything went down, uh, certainly with the Robert Herr report. Yeah, and, it was a uh, grim week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, Kimberly and I were super shouty on the after party about that report and uh, Biden's press conference that happened that yes. night. Right. So just to recap where we left off <laughs> previously <laughs> on the Bob Zeska show after party, right. this is something we've been talking about. The Biden is old meme. This is something we've been talking about for seems like ever now. And it just doesn't seem to get through. And one of the things that concerns me, Buzz, about this story and the mountains of bullshit that surround it is the fact that there are actually some Democrats who agree that Biden is too old to be president. Oh, they, many, yeah. Yeah, they want Joe Biden to step down. And we're going to discuss what happened on The Daily Show later on in the podcast. But, right, right. But this is one of those things where, as you know, uh, there's a lot of concern trolling, a lot of people thinking that Joe Biden can just disappear and that the this, next Democrat will step into his place and everything will be fine in November. Yeah, yeah this is a time when we need to have a grown-up talk with the kids about yeah. what, what their wishes 
wishing for. Right. Uh, kids, we are days away, <laughs> days, just days away mm-hmm. from it being too late yeah. to come up with another Democratic candidate for president. Yes. You all, and I when I say you all here, I'm not just picking on Democrats. I'm talking to somebody else. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, not talking to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to somebody else. Freaks to carry your luggage up the stairs? Uh, I'm talking to everyone okay. here. Uh, this is a discussion. You want to bring this up now when we are just days away from too late to change your mind? Yeah. You should have thought about this before you left the house. <laughs> you know, uh, this makes no sense yeah. to be to having this kind of conversation, whether you're Democratic, Republican, or Independent, we have the reality we have. You can pretend, you can wish, you can say, oh, gosh, I really would like that. That Gavin Newsom seems like a swell guy. I think he would make a great. And you know what? Someday <laughs> he will. Yeah, Pete, yeah. Pete, Pete Buttigieg, someday he will. And many others. We could, uh, Kamala listen. Harris. Yeah. They're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. They're not. They don't have the name recognition of Joe Biden. Yep. They don't have the experience of Joe Biden. They don't have in their chest the previous defeat of Donald Trump. Yeah. Only Joe Biden has beaten Donald Trump. Plus, he's already president. You right. can't put a dollar value on running for re-election with the heft of the White House backing you. I mean, for God's sake, Donald Trump did his entire RNC convention in front of the goddamn White House because he understood the power that that building represents. And that's something that I think if we look at history, too, to foolishly go into this election season and say, well, you know what, it'll be no problem if Joe well, Biden gets replaced by X, Y, or Z. Not even realizing how any replacement candidate could have their own set of things in the skeletons in the closet, so to speak. We don't know what kind of opposition research the Republicans have on Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris, for that matter, or Pete Buttigieg or some of the others who are certainly contenders. We've got a big bench, and I think that bench is going to come into play in four years. But right now, the bench is Joe Biden. Joe Biden, president of the United States. And, if, and if, that's what we have to wrap our heads around. And, and yeah. And whether, whether you believe in polls or not, polls are all we have. And every, every, every poll you can look at, Trump beats Gavin Newsom. Trump beats Kamala Harris. Trump beats everybody except Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a, you know, this is a ridiculous conversation to have. A, a, here's the tableau, and I think it's important we we set the scene for what we're talking about here mm-hmm. and, and why we're talking about uh, Biden's age as an issue. Uh, uh, first of all, we got a double gut punch late last week when we gathered from the Supreme Court hearing that they are going to decide that he can run for president and that we're just going to ignore 14.3 of the U.S. Constitution. Right. So there was that. We were all just sick uh, at our stomachs when he saw it. And frankly, I think uh, our side, as it were, the the, the lawyers who represented Colorado did kind of a, uh, let me put it politely, shitty job (laughs) of presenting their case. Yeah. To, to the court, and yeah. uh, the, the court was uh, clearly predisposed uh, to decide in Trump's favor. I, you know, it, it felt like the, 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 the fix was in mm-hmm. there at the Supreme Court, and we, we certainly know where they're going. Uh, then there was the double punch of the her report. Yeah. Uh, you know, a guy, a prosecutor picked by Trump, I think ultimately uh, appointed by Merrick Garland, uh, who 
had the right as a prosecutor to uh, give reasons for why the person being investigated did the things they did. But her took it, her abused his power and went beyond what he was supposed to do and did a, a political hatchet job on Joe Biden. Just a bloody, brutal hatchet job, back of the head, uh, didn't see him coming, hatchet job on Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, by by using words and phrases and going and going on and on and going far beyond what was called for in that situation. It was a cheap-ass political shot, and I will never get over being angry about it. Yeah. And I will never get over that time we ignored part of the Constitution. So this is the sort of angry frame that I come with you today that got exacerbated a little bit with the show on TV last night. But <laughs> this is this is why I'm fired up today. And and then to have uh, NBC and uh, turn around and misreport, uh, uh, meet the press and Kristen Wilker uh, saying uh, Biden willfully, uh, you know, violated the law, willfully withheld documents. That's not what the report says. The report says he did not willfully violate the law. Mm-hmm. And that part keeps getting ignored while we all focus on Biden is old. Fortunately, Trump has done something to take our attention away from that a little bit since, and we'll talk about that as yeah, well. Yeah, a little bit is the operative phrase in that right. sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah, A little bit, and, and it should yeah. be a lot more. We're going to talk about True. Donald Trump's pledge to Russia, pledge to Putin, and pledge against NATO here in a second, because right. just to preface what we're about to say, it's the biggest goddamn news story of the year so far, yeah. and oh, yeah. maybe the biggest goddamn news story of the last few years, but we're going to get into all of that. century, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but to be entirely clear about the Biden is old attack, uh-huh. this is 100% Republican propaganda. We talked about this like a year ago, for God's sake. I remember just my blood vessels bursting out on my fucking forehead, screaming about this issue. This is Republican propaganda. This is not just, oh, well, he's old and obviously can't serve. This is about frightening the white supremacist base with beware of the scary black woman vice president. There is an intrinsic racism underlying the Biden is old attack. They want people to vote against Joe Biden because not only do they not want Joe Biden to be president, but they're scaring these white people into thinking, oh, shit, Biden's going to die. And then we're going to be stuck with Kamala Harris, that scary black woman who we don't like. And so that's a big part of it. The other aspect of this is it's recent. Cycling the Hillary is dying meme from yep. 2016. You're and, right about this. And this is what's driving me fucking crazy because it's the same thing over again. If you remember in 2016, she's sick, she's dying, and she's concealing her health from the public. Now, I mean, just completely eliminate the fact that Donald Trump concealed his tax records, concealed his actual health report. He had Dr. Bornstein transcribe (laughs) exactly what Donald Trump wanted to have said about his personal health. And that was the extent of it. But it's Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Also loop in the Hillary's emails, but her emails. And that's another version of the same story. But oh my God, the shit hit the fan right after 9-11 in 2016. In fact, I posted the uh, episode of the podcast with me and Chez talking about this. I posted that on the Patreon page for members, by the way. And so uh, what that was is Hillary Clinton got out of a car 
at the 9-11 commemoration ceremony and right. stumbled a little bit because she had pneumonia. And then right. suddenly everyone's heads exploded. It was played around the clock like the goddamn Zapruder footage. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Hillary Clinton is dying. Look, see this f image, this video of her f falling as she's getting out of the car? She had pneumonia. And guess what? Years later now, we're now in 2024, She's perfectly healthy. She's giving speeches. She's appearing on cable news. She's doing all the Hillary Clinton things. She was not dying. And so, yeah, I mean, when it comes to Joe Biden, there's something about his face where he kind of looks old. I mean, he's 81 years old. He looks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh, cognitively in decline in any way, shape, or form. In fact, we have not seen a single story buzz from the White House press corps about Joe Biden being disengaged or nodding no. off during cabinet meetings or not participating no. in policy discussions. In, in, in fact, challenge the naysayers to say one thing, to pick one policy yeah. or one policy statement that Biden has gotten wrong because of his age. Name one thing that he has proven to be too old for. Right. Name name it. What is it? What what is it he's been You know I read a, a newspaper analysis of this. Well, probably the New York Times, but you know the blame should be spread equally among all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh but but uh, let's say it was the New York Times saying that you know what it is they, they, their analysis was uh Biden tends to talk uh, very softly and and Trump is a, a bolder of a voice. So uh, are is what you're saying New York times that the, he who loud he who's loudest wins is that how this works yeah you, he who has the loudest voice wins is that and and i say and we ask americans the same thing is this the criteria upon which you are deciding who is most capable to run the government of the united states the guy who talks louder yeah. is that is that how you determine and the paper said well they associate that with strength you know he sounds stronger so therefore he is strong you know or he's perceived <sighs> as stronger and and this is why what we're up against show me the policy show me the statement that proves that he's too old for this job show me anything he's done you know that 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 proves that he's too old for the job it doesn't exist yeah uh, does he has he stumbled occasionally yes have you stumbled occasionally yeah I'll, I'll wager you did it today <laughs> yeah can you remember all the important dates in your lifetime this is just such bullshit it is and, it and, absolutely and, is. Uh, you know and it comes and to and for this debate to heat up to a peak at a moment where we are just days away from it being too late to choose yeah, another candidate. Yeah, yeah. And because there is nobody on the bench with the strength of Joe Biden, do you know what you're doing? You're handing the election now yeah, to yeah. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You are making him our dictator. Right, right. You're convincing your own people to stay home or to vote for a third party candidate. There's no point. Or or no point. They're all old. Yeah. What yeah. Are we, and what was it? Uh, um, we'll get to. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> all right. Well, here's uh, mm. here's Mark Milley. This was four months ago on 60 Minutes, where Nora O'Donnell asked Mark Milley uh, what his experience has been working with Joe Biden in the White House and whether or not Joe Biden is fully engaged. This is, again, the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs. President Joe Biden has been portrayed by his political opponents and even some of his allies as too old to be president. I'm not asking for your political opinion here, but how does he seem to you? 
Look, at, uh, I'm not going to comment. I didn't comment on the former president's uh, mental health, physical health, and, and, and I'm not going to comment on the current president's mental health or physical health. I think that's highly inappropriate for the uh, senior officer of the United States military to, to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I would just tell you that uh, I meet frequently with the president, um, and every single time I meet with him, um, he, he is just fine. How people interpret that is up to them, but uh, I, I engage with him frequently and, and uh, alert, sound, uh, does his homework, reads the papers, uh, re reads all the read-ahead material, uh, and is very, very engaging in, in uh, uh, issues of very serious matters of war and peace and life and death. So if the American people are worried about an individual um, who, who is you know, someone who's making decisions of war and peace and uh, has access to, you know, makes the decisions of nuclear weapons and that sort of thing, uh, I think they can rest easy. Mark I Milley. Love that. Mark Milley, right there. That's I everything that you cut. need to know in terms of what's going on inside the White House. I don't know if you're going to get a more... Uh, a more accurate read of Joe Biden's behavior and his cognitive ability as he's engaged doing president things. So there's that. In addition, Donald Trump also didn't know things in depositions. I'm talking about important dates, like, for example, right. when he got married to Melania, his most recent wife. Mm -hmm. They didn't even go back to his previous wives. What was your wedding date with Melania? Donald Trump replied, I don't know. And am I correct that you were engaged to your current wife sometime in 2004? I don't know. Am I correct that you married your current wife in January 2005? I don't know relative to that tape, no. I don't know is the answer, even though he was given the answer. <laughs> you, you know, do you remember when you were married to your current wife in 2004? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, that's, shit like that happens all the time. Plus, obviously, Donald Trump uses that as a way to uh, wiggle out of accountability. It's a shield. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, a shield. it's a shield. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, law lawyers yeah. even coach uh, witnesses to say that. Yes. Yeah, but this is a case where he was given the answer and he just needed right. to confirm it. And he said, I don't know. As though right. Roberta Kaplan there was going to trip him up <laughs> well, on the and, issue. And, and he has to be careful. And maybe I can help uh, correct some of our fellow progressives here. And here's why Trump has to be careful. Because uh, he, he was probably banging some other chick at the time. <laughs> If I can put it. Oh, so God damn it. I, I, that, you, that's the closest I've ever gotten to snorting coffee out of my nose. <laughs> I'm, almost uh, yeah, I'm almost there. Yeah, almost, he almost got me. Uh, a lot of folks think that that's when he was with Stormy Daniels, and that was just a one-night stand thing, if yeah, you can even yeah. call it that. Uh, no, this is during the period of time he was having an affair with Karen McDougal, the former mm -hmm. Playboy uh, model. Right. So uh, get your uh, paramours straight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that uh, it was uh, Karen McDougal, not Stormy Daniels. But that's another reason that Trump doesn't remember or doesn't want to remember or doesn't want to try to remember certain dates because he may have been doing something else at the time. Yeah, right. Well, one of the things I think is driving us especially crazy these days, Buzz, is just the phenomenal disparity in terms of the press coverage of these things. Uh, but, but it's not just that. It's the system itself. Chris Hayes reminded us on Twitter. He wrote, Bill Clinton, Democrat, was investigated by Ken Starr, Republican. George W. Bush, however, Republican, was investigated by Patrick Fitzgerald, Republican. Hillary Clinton, investigated by a Republican. Donald Trump, also investigated by a Republican. Same party, of course. Joe Biden, investigated by Robert Hur, a Republican. So what happens is 
Republicans get a booster seat in everything, not just with the press, but in terms of investigations where they get members of their own party to investigate them. But Democrats have to be investigated by the opposite party, which means more scrutiny and less leeway, less wiggle room, obviously. Republicans have a lot of questions, Bob. They they want to be the investigators in all the cases. Yes. So, God damn it. I mean, these people who are representing this very real threat to the future of democracy in this country are constantly getting a leg up. They're constantly getting their, whatever it is, participation trophies, however you want to define, booster seats. This is how the Republicans are able to get away with this shit. And again, it's not just the press. It's investigatory matters as well. It's so important that we all get on the same page with this shit. And and one of the things we need to get on the same page about is what Donald Trump pledged to do at one of his rallies over the weekend, which is, as far as I'm concerned, remember, if going back to 2016, Chez and I said that the Russia story was the biggest story of our time. Sure, it is. Well, now it's getting even bigger. This it's is back. <laughs> exactly. Europe right now is going indiscriminately bananas. I mean, this was leading yes, the news all over Europe and for good cause. True. Because Donald Trump pledged to encourage Vladimir Putin to invade Europe. Our friends are worried. Yes. Let's play the clip just so we have everything set up. This is Donald Trump at his rally the other night. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Fuck off. And the The, crowd cheers. This guy doesn't pay any of his bills famously. What nerve does he have to say, you got to pay your bills. You got to do it. You got to pay. You got to pay. Like the fucking Goomba that he is. And and if he doesn't and if he doesn't pay, then Eugene Carroll gets to raid Mar-a-Lago. So oh, yeah, God. it's only fair, right? But this is Donald Trump pledging to allow Russia to invade Europe. I mean, other than Canada yeah. and the United States, all of the NATO signatory nations are all European nations. So when Donald Trump talks about Russia and encouraging Russia to invade a NATO nation that doesn't pay, you gotta pay. He's talking about allowing Russia to invade Europe. So what we can assume out of all of this is that Donald Trump not only will allow Russia to fully annex Ukraine if he becomes president, Uh but then he will encourage Russia to move on to invading Eastern Europe. Poland is next. Poland is literally next. The the leaders in in Poland are concerned about this exact thing. Uh, While Americans are telling pollsters that they think Biden is too old, Trump is telling Putin to invade our friends, Mm -hmm. to invade our allies, to invade the people who will and have stood up for us. Yes, uh, do not trust anyone who is downplaying this story or ignoring this story. I, I checked the papers. I don't know if you checked the papers uh, Sunday after this was said. Yeah. Oh, always, every day. Yeah. But uh, other than a cursory mention in a sidebar in an opinion piece, there was no coverage in the New York Times or the Washington Post about what Donald Trump said at his rally regarding NATO no, and Russia. No. 
the prominent coverage was uh, to the misinterpretation of the uh, her report right. uh, on on Biden and uh, on on the fact that Biden was innocent of any wrongdoing in his documents case, yeah. but he's old. Uh, that they, they all that's where the focus was. And and while America is focused on uh, Biden is too old, Trump is telling Russia to invade the free world. Yeah, does yeah. that mean anything to anyone? Right. The word isn't getting out about what Donald Trump said at his rally because the press still doesn't know how to report it, or if they do, they're deliberately downplaying what Trump says. Well, he's just saying, he's just spouting off at his latest rally, and we're not going to publish everything that Donald Trump says. It's this the whole, be, like, ignore him and he'll go away attitude to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, and, and when, in fact, this could be a valuable tool. Yeah. Uh, I, the more people who know uh, that this is what Trump is saying, that this is what he plans to do, that this is what he's promising, the more people who know that, the fewer people will be focused on that bullshit age yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the other thing is, we gotta ignore these lies about NATO nations not paying. You, yeah, you gotta pay, you gotta pay. He really, I, really wants to be an Italian. I, oh, 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 yeah, it sounds very much like protection. He's selling protection yeah, here. Yeah. He's saying, you know, it'd be a shame if anything happened to your little country if right. you don't pay up. So it is very, very mobster speak in, yeah, in, in that yeah. respect. I, I will say, I, I have to do a mea culpa here and say that I have as a shortcut since uh, we're limited uh, to characters on social media, unless you want to play bizarre games, but with limited <laughs> characters on social media, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have to squeeze things in it. So I have referred to uh, paying their NATO debts. Well, yeah. as, as Bob and I are here to explain now, they're not debts. They're not dues. They're commitments to spend a certain amount on defense on their own defense and on mutual defense and their mm -hmm. defense budgets are expected to rise to a certain level what is it two and a half percent two, two percent of gdp is supposed to be spent on their, military yeah of their gross domestic product but their own military not not some sort of nato separate right. military it's, their, it's so, their own military there's no dues paying to the united states or to nato as a central body that's not the thing we're just asking them to step up as we always do and they 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 do when they can and they you know we all do what we can, and, and the U.S. has not always lived up to its commitments there, although we still are the biggest supporter financially of NATO. That's a fact, and that makes sense, and it's only rightly so because we are the biggest nation among them. It's uh, mm -hmm. perfectly logical. But uh, it, this is this is the, the situation we find ourselves in, uh, that our friends, our allies, the people who came to our aid during 9-11. Yeah. Are we now are going to, going to abandon them? Of and, course and we we've, are. We've pretty much told them as such through Donald. Donald Trump has done that on our behalf, and it doesn't matter that he's not president and, yeah. and that he that his statement is not official. It it certainly could become official if he's elected, and if this age bullshit keeps up, he will be. Uh, but it, it certainly could become true. But even the fact that it's been discussed, even the fact that he said it out loud mm -hmm. has emboldened Vladimir Putin. Yeah. He, Vladimir Putin has heard Russia. I hope you're listening. Mm -hmm. uh, are you listening, Russia? Yeah. Because Donald Trump has invited you to invade Poland or any of our other European allies, mm -hmm. even without being president. My God. God. Yes. And the other thing that's going to happen in all of this, Trump might even supply military aid to Russia in this endeavor. I mean, we can't give him the benefit of the doubt at all. Why? Why do that? Why assume that Donald Trump will stop short of providing military aid, maybe yeah. even in the form of military personnel? So suddenly we can, we're yeah. aligned with Russia against Europe. I mean, talk about being on the wrong side of fucking history, the wrong side yeah. of World War Three.
Jesus, God, what the fuck is going on? And this guy is going to become president because Joe Biden said Mexico instead of Egypt the other night. I mean, we're so deep into silly season of the highest order. We as a people need to get our fucking priorities together. We need to figure out what is actually important and what is not. And I assure you, Joe Biden saying, I don't know, or saying Mexico instead of Egypt is not fucking important, especially in the face of Donald Trump encouraging a Russian invasion of Europe. Let me and, let me yeah. in, let, let me interpret Bob's outrage here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it needed interpretation, but okay, oh, sure. Well, I you know for for, <laughs> for some it might. If it's helpful, you know, I think we should give mm. it a shot. Uh, what I think Bob is saying is, uh, talk to your friends, talk to your family, yeah, talk to your coworkers, talk to whoever you can get away with, strangers on the street, whoever you can get away with without uh, getting hurt. Yeah, uh, hmm. get these things out there get out there that uh, you know age is not as important as what trump is proposing here mm-hmm. that uh, and and i've heard this on the street before too and and that is oh you know we have enough problems here at home we shouldn't be sending aid to ukraine or israel or taiwan uh, we have we should be spending that money here at home well uh, guess what ukraine is fighting putin for us and if we don't help them fight putin for us we will be fighting him ourselves yep. so that's a stupid isolationist attitude that got us in trouble in the late 1930s. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is history that must not be repeated. Uh, the stakes have never, ever, ever been higher. This isn't Republican versus Democrat. This is democracy versus fascism. Yep. Yep. And you're going to hear me and Buzz. I'm, I'm not going to necessarily speak for you, but you no, can, go ahead. <laughs> you're going to hear from us about this particular story. The gigantic, the chasmic gap between the importance mm-hmm. of Joe Biden's age and mm-hmm. Donald Trump not only having an age issue himself, but all of the other things, including now on top of all the rest of the things, the fact that he supports a Russian invasion of Europe and he said it, he said it out loud and he will say it again and again and again. And while we're talking about all this, Mm -hmm. shame on the print press. Holy oh, God! It is, Broadcast too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the political news media right now is committing malpractice of the highest order. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's A Block last night was just absolutely phenomenal. In fact, as it was playing, I said to Kimberly, "I said, holy shit, Lawrence is doing our entire show <laughs> because we're going to be everything that Lawrence talked about. I had planned for us to talk about today, so I was relieved that Lawrence is on the same page. But suffice to say." Here are a couple of graphs that Lawrence put up during his A blog that are so revealing in terms of why all this shit is going down. The amount of malpractice happening with the political news media at this point. So, story. So, visualize. It's a podcast, but visualize these graphs if you can. Yes. I'm just going (laughs) to relate the numbers and you'll get the idea from a compare and contrast here. So, stories covering Biden's mental fitness. In the Washington Post, there were 33 of them from February 7th to February 10th. Stories covering Donald Trump's Pelosi mix-up, where he referred to Nancy Pelosi on multiple occasions as Nikki Haley. Right. Nine stories Mm -hmm. in the Washington Post. 33 to nine. 33 to nine. And by the way, the gap of time Mm -hmm. that is covered here in the Trump-Pelosi mix-up category. Right. Much longer. That's January 9th through January 22nd. 
So, yeah, we're talking about 13 days versus three. So in 13 days, nine stories about Donald Trump's uh, Pelosi mix-up. And in three days, 33 stories in the Washington Post about poor Biden's Horatio. mental fitness. Yeah, yeah, poor, poor Horatio. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, New York Times had 30 stories about Biden's uh-huh. mental fitness. Wall Street Journal, 18. Talking about the New York Times, uh, Donald Trump's Pelosi mix-up, four stories. Wall Street Journal, yeah. two stories. And and the ratio is very much the same if you compare the Biden is old stories to the uh, it's okay if Putin invades Europe stories. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there is no, I mean, they all get ratioed in this manner. Well, there's lots more to talk about on this. Uh, I want to mention Paul Krugman's op-ed in the New York Times yesterday, which is yes. pretty disturbing. Plus, uh, Joe Biden's reaction, his, his next reaction to the uh, Biden is old thing was... Just utterly presidential and spot on chef's kiss. And uh, let's see, we also got to talk about Trump's attacks on Nikki Haley. We are going to talk about what happened on The Daily Show. Jon Stewart is back on The Daily Show. He had his first episode last night. And it was an hour-long show. Is that it? No, they're doing yeah, I guess uh, maybe they did that while I was away because, uh, frankly, I did stop watching after he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I caught many. Uh, I, I've caught some Trevor Noah episodes uh, when he was doing the show. Yeah, uh, and I've seen lots and lots and lots and lots of clips from the Trevor Noah days. Uh, I like him very much, but uh, otherwise, it just wasn't the same show without John Stewart. Well, mm-hmm. he was back last night, and it. It wasn't the same show with Jon Stewart. So I want to talk about that. Well, notify the affiliates. We could be running long. So (laughs) hang on tight. More show to come right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska.
is the most recent single from the great Nick Lutzko. Love this one. Yeah, it's a song called Obituary. Uh, Nick is taking a break right now from all social media. In fact, I had to check in with him yesterday. I just Maybe went over I to his should. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, you know, I, I just noticed I haven't seen Nick Lutzko on Twitter lately. And it turns out he is taking a break in order to focus on his next album. Ah, and wise. we're talking about uh, an album of music that is his more serious side, like this, like this track. This isn't silly. This isn't like Boat Parade and that stuff. This is uh, actual, actual, uh, really well done and, and fascinating music. Nick Lutzko is an absolute genius. Link in the description, of course, to download this single and to support Nick Lutzko. Please do that. BobSeska.com slash music to submit, as always. Yes. A clever lyricist. And, and by the way, Bob, uh, since I am now speaking for you, uh, coming up later in the show, I'll be outlining your favorite breakfast cereal. So, look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So, uh, as I said, we're going to talk about The Daily Show here in a minute, but uh, just a couple more things on this whole uh, situation where it just seems like whether it's Democrats or Joe Biden or all points in between, you just can't get a fair shake from the news media, the political press. Paul Krugman had a great uh, op-ed in the New York Times yesterday. And yeah. not uh, the New York Times is getting a, a lot of criticism these days, and rightfully so, but not everything yeah. about it is bad. There are some Agreed. bright you know, spots of sunshine in the whole thing. Paul Krugman, who isn't often referred to as a bright bit of sunshine, <laughs> hardly ever, but... <laughs> Here's what Paul Krugman wrote yesterday. Uh, but watching the frenzy over President Biden's age, I am for the first time profoundly concerned about the nation's future. Yeah. It now seems entirely possible that within the next year, American democracy could be irretrievably altered. What may turn this menace into catastrophe is the way the hand-wringing over Biden's age has overshadowed the real stakes of the 2024 election. It reminds me, as it reminds everyone I know, of the 2016 furor over Hillary Clinton's email server, which was a minor issue that may well have wound up swinging the election to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. oh, it, yeah. It's also true that many voters think the president's age is an issue. And that's where, Buzz, I'm immensely disillusioned right now. I mean, I was going into this disillusioned, whether it's it was the true statement. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. The public's reaction to covid, the public's reaction to the climate crisis, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like we're. We're sleeping on the job here. Uh, it's true that many voters think the president's age is an issue, but there's perception and then there's reality. As anyone who has recently spent time with Joe Biden, and I have, can tell you, he is in full possession of his faculties, completely lucid and with excellent grasp of detail. Of course, most voters don't get to see him up close, and it's on Biden's team to address that, and I agree with that, that sentiment. True. And yes, he speaks quietly and a bit slowly, although this is in part because of his lifetime struggle with stuttering. He also, by the way, has a sense of humor, which I think is important. And uh, that's Paul Krugman. I, I strongly and, recommend a, a reading of this op-ed uh, again and, in the New, New York he, Times. Yeah. And he swears like a sailor. So. <laughs> yes, he does, which makes me like him even more. I mean, look, the, the refrain in all of this is, do not underestimate dark Brandon. Joe Biden's doing just fine in the White House. And as president, he's able to rise to the job and, in fact, what? be one of the most effective presidents in American history. And that is an unequivocal mathematical fact. The, the What's happened with the economy, and uh, I, I know we can't credit every good thing about the economy at this moment to Joe Biden, but... 
most of it we can. Yeah. Uh, he, it, it's happened on his watch, uh, unlike any other president in American history. Mm-hmm. What What about Joe Biden's economic policies uh, convince you that he's too old for the job? I, I just don't see it. I And I, I think time is on our side. I, I'm still optimistic. But uh, late last week, the double gut punch of the Supreme Court uh, tipping its hand about how it intends to rule on Trump's eligibility yep. and the 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 horribly skewed uh, power abused uh, her report that was then misinterpreted by a corrupt media mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend. If uh, you feel a little down, you know you feel yeah. a little a little disheartened. But but my long view is optimistic. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, that I mean, the American people will see the choice here, and that when they get to the booth, they go, eh, yeah, the old guy. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, and it just it depends on us doing our part as far as uh, being the messengers and all of this, right. uh, that needs to happen. But I think ultimately the age issue may end up canceling itself out because so. yeah, Donald Trump's yeah. got his own age yeah. issue, and it's yeah. being illustrated all the time. And it's just a matter of getting the word out about it too and then then the whole thing becomes null and void but we have to do that job you know yeah yeah he's fallen off the merry-go-round he's he's really lost it but the fact is that biden's economy is booming it's setting new records and yet too many voters think trump will do a better job on the economy despite the fact that he presided over two recessions and lost three million jobs i mean this is the disconnect we're facing right now and and now it's up to not just the biden campaign not just the dnc but it's up to each one of us on our right. social media platforms to get the word out about this. In fact, it'll seem more genuine coming from us than it will coming from Joe Biden because Joe so, Biden's campaigning. I mean, that's what he's doing. So it's up to us to make sure that everyone around us understands not only the stakes of this election, but and in terms of world peace, in terms of World War Three or not, but also the stakes in terms of our national economy, because if Donald Trump becomes president again, we can guarantee that there will be a recession. I mean, history has shown that Republican presidents always accompany a recession. And the fact that Donald Trump is a destabilizing element in all of this. Donald Trump is a kleptocrat. He is a Vladimir Putin style kleptocrat who will hork all the money from the treasury all taxpayer money to enrich himself as he already started to do when he was president the first time so these are all things that we have to bear in mind so i did interpret you correctly when i said it's up to each of us yes (laughs) Yes. exactly right (laughs) bottom line yeah yeah oh and joe biden said the other day uh i know i don't look like it but Mm -hmm. i've been around a while i do remember (laughs) that he said (laughs) yeah yeah i guess yeah it yeah and and i think and I, I, if we can focus attention on yeah. the things that Trump has said, yeah. uh, if we can focus attention on Trump's threat uh, or, or his invitation to Putin to invade our allies, mm. if we can continue to focus on that, uh, then uh, we, we first of all, we grant his wish of getting attention because that's why yeah. he does and says these things. But uh, each time he runs out to grab attention, it takes attention away from the Joe Biden is old issue. So the, the, the fact that uh, this didn't get as much play as we would have liked, and mm-hmm. as, as Bob said, we can give it more play than it's gotten. We can keep that issue alive. Trump is going to continue to say 
things that he hopes will be attention getting. And yeah. each time he does, it will distract away from Joe Biden is old. Mm -hmm. And this is going to continue all summer. Yet another reason, I think, to be optimistic. And meantime, I think the press has got to stop reporting what people stupidly think <laughs> is true and fill yes. that space with what is actually true. I let mean, me there's, just, there's let me a just way shorten, to do this, you know? Let me, let me just shorten that sentence to the press has got to stop. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> no, right. No, I, of course, I, you know, of course, we, we, we want we want a free and healthy press. It's just yeah. that we don't have one. It, it is clear to me that it is corrupt. Uh, yeah, that yeah. NBC News is corrupt. That 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 possibly all of them are corrupt. And mm -hmm. th there's corruption at the New York Times and the Washington Post as well yeah. in various parts of it. Like Bob said, it's a you can't. That's the trouble. We'd like to throw out the baby and the bathwater, but we can't. Yeah. We really should keep one of them. So the hope is that someone like John Stewart comes along and will act like a corrective. When we see this giant disparity in the mainstream press, we go, we look to people like John Stewart, or for that matter, Stephanie Miller, Tom Hartman, Randy Rhodes, all of our favorites, John Fugel saying, all of our favorites, and by and large, they do that. Except last night, for some reason, well, John Stewart yeah. decided to kick off his new uh, resurrected tenure as host of The Daily Show by doing a whole both sides thing. Is that what happened? Because I didn't well, watch. I, didn't, I just admit at the top, I didn't see it. So it's up to that, you. To, yeah. That's that's what I saw. And, okay. and other people saw it, too. Other people saw it differently. So there's some uh, disagreement and reasonable. I don't claim to be right about this. I'm telling you what I felt. What oh, so I so you're both sides and John Stewart's both I, sides. I'm, I'm going to both sides the both sides but uh, well and i'll tell you and i'll tell you why right up top because it's important that we progressives remain united okay yeah okay so i'm not going to fight with other progressives i'm going to say yeah. my view of uh the stewart show last night was that he did both sides uh, to a painful degree the age issue uh he did in fairness <laughs> in fairness he did both trump and biden and he probably i didn't clock it probably spent about equal time on each of them so in, in that sense, it was fair. <laughs> uh, but it started with Biden, and he spent a good deal of time on it. <sighs> and he made it very clear that Biden is old. <sighs> and if you turned off the show at that point, <clears throat> you weren't around to see him do similar with Trump, mm -hmm. playing clips of Trump and, for that matter, Trump's kids not remembering things. But the bit concludes, the first third of this one-hour show, this first 20 minutes concludes with, with, uh, with John Stewart concluding, uh, uh, he comes up with a slogan for uh, Indecision 2024, uh, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, censored, of course, but his message is, why are we choosing between these two old guys? We are days away from the deadline of it being too late to matter. <sighs> and, and, and we're going to spend 20 minutes on... Why are we doing these two guys? Yeah. We're doing these two guys because that's where we are. Yeah. And people need to wake up to the fact that this is our reality and we must learn to live with it and deal with it. And I don't, I'm not saying that Jon Stewart should be a spokesperson for the Democratic Party. I'm saying he shouldn't both sides fascism. Here's the thing that I think Jon Stewart is missing, and a lot of people are missing this, especially in the mainstream press as well. We're in a new paradigm right now. 
we're in a fight for the future of democracy. And I'm not being partisan or hyperbolic when I say that. It no, is small d it, democracy. Yes, it is an objective reality that Donald Trump, should he get elected through disinformation, through lies, through disparate reporting in the press, through misguided, ridiculous voters who have frivolous uh, lack of priority, I mean, there are a number of reasons why this could happen. And if it does, that's it. Democracy is done in the United States as we know it. And on top of that, Russia will invade Europe. So it'll be democracy ending, not just in the United States, but democracy mm -hmm. ending in Europe as well. These are things that we got to bear in mind. And when we're playing this game as though, well, if the Republicans win and then they're, they're going to cut taxes and, uh, you know, that's going to be it. They're going to shrink government. And, and then that's all we have to worry about. We're far that. beyond that. We're, that's, okay. that's politics from the 1970s and 80s, for God's sake. Right. We're in a new paradigm where if the Republicans win national elections, they will, one, not leave office. And two, by the very nature of not leaving office, and democracy. And so th these are the new stakes. And for Jon Stewart to turn that into just some sort of he said, she said, well, Biden's old, Trump is old. Ha ha ha. Isn't this funny? I used to, this hurts me. This hurts me because I used to love the guy. I still love his style of comedy, his comedy demeanor. I, I know, do too. I, yeah. I, I would, I would soak that up in a minute if, if I could. Uh, didn't you have a figure recently that like uh, roughly 75% of Republicans want a dictator? Yes. 74%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, just uh, it's stunning. Yeah, it's just stunning. That's that. These are the stakes. Mm -hmm. And and it, when it comes to John Stewart, and let me just wrap this up or my part of it by saying, uh, the last uh, twenty minutes, or the middle of twenty minutes, uh, uh, reasonable people can disagree as to whether that was a funny or not funny segment. Uh, comedy uh, twenty minutes. Uh, parts of it were maybe kind of. Uh, and then the last twenty minutes was an interview, and I didn't stay for the whole thing. When I realized it was an interview with a publisher. Or, or an editor, excuse me, from The Economist, who wrote uh, some time back that, that Biden shouldn't run for a second term. And she was here, apparently, for her I Told You So tour. Mm -hmm. And I just said, that's it. I'm turning it off. Yeah. Now, maybe it'll be different next week, but... I didn't come away with a good feeling. Everybody should make their own decision. Watch, don't watch. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. I just didn't like the feel of it because to me, the stakes are too high. Yeah. To me, the stakes are exactly what we've been talking about, Bob. Mm -hmm. The threat of uh, Russia invading Europe, the threat to, to democracy here at home and around the world, uh, you know, and there, there are room for jokes. Uh, I, you know, I think it's possible. I don't know that I proved it today, but I think it's possible to make jokes at a time like this yeah of course. uh you know but but i i think we need to pay attention to what we're doing as, as you just said bob we need to pay attention to the messages that are getting out there and if we're not satisfied and we shouldn't be with the messages that are being gotten out in the mainstream media and for that matter our mainstream comedy hello lauren michaels <laughs> uh, uh it, it you know if we're not happy with those messages then we need to pound our own messages and yeah. we have uh what eight nine months to do that mm -hmm. uh and as bob said we need all of you we need all of your friends we need people to talk to one another 
um, in a, as human a way as possible yeah. uh, to, to stress the, the very real stakes here. Yeah. Uh, again, I admire Jon Stewart greatly. I yes. support Jon Stewart. I, I love The Daily good. Show. Yes, and The Daily Show, especially during his initial tenure, was a phenomenal gift to those of us who follow politics. It allowed us to laugh at things that would sometimes get so immensely frustrating that you want to scream. But <laughs> right. he also also needs to understand what his place in this debate is and how the stakes have changed significantly since he bailed out just as Donald Trump was rising. Uh, things have altered in terms of how the press and how people need to cover our American politics. I would love it if we could sit here every day and pour over the finer points of uh, policy and platform planks and the details of issues and their specifics in terms of how they have affect uh, the American people and the future of our nation uh, and the future of our globe for that, the future of humanity for that matter. And we do try to cover that a little bit. But what we're what we're talking about now is preserving the thing that allows us to talk about the issues, and that is democracy, our liberty, our ability to uh, speak out against our leadership, which is going to irrevocably change if Donald Trump wins the next election. and, and, And in the context of comedy, whether it's Saturday Night Live or John Stewart. Yeah. Uh, I'm not asking. I would never ask a comedian uh, to to kiss the ass or ring or both of uh, a president or a, a, a Democratic president or the Democratic Party. I'm not asking for that. You and I'm not saying you can't make fun of Democrats. Yeah. I'm just saying keep your priorities straight. Yeah. Look at the yeah. important things. Realize your as Bob just said. Realize your impact. I said on the Friday after party buzz. I said, uh, you know, if we get to a place two three years from now. After Donald Trump has seized the American government and installed 50,000 loyalists and started to deport people of color uh, using the military, maybe other people, dissidents and so forth. And Joe Biden is out riding his bike and doing, you know, post-presidency things like giving speeches and giving interviews and things like that just fine. Two, three, four years from now, my head is going to fucking explode because he will have been ousted from office because stupid people mistakenly thought, oh, this guy's too fucking old. So let's have fascism instead. I mean, that's what we're talking about in terms of the real stakes of this next election. And we can't obfuscate that. We can't sit here and try to downplay what that all is because we know it. We see it. We hear it. We hear it from Donald Trump himself. And we know what's going to happen. We just need to let other people know what's going to happen because I don't think the word is getting out. See also everything we've said about the press as well. Exactly. So we need to do, we need to be the messengers. I can't emphasize this enough. Yeah. Let me speak on behalf of some of the stupid. Uh, (laughs) Some of the stupid have chosen to be stupid and, Mm -hmm. you know, F them. Uh, there are others, however, and, and, you know, we've talked about this recently. People are just now maybe kind of, sort of starting to pay attention. Yeah. And, uh, there's still some residual whining about last year's inflation. And there's still some uh, people are, you know, still sort of coming out of that mode of things and starting to realize what's happening around them and what's happening in their own, in their own situations in many, if not most cases. Uh, you know, so the, the awareness is just still ramping up, but again, that does not diminish, uh, the timeliness or importance of our work as individuals talking with people, uh, about uh, just how big the stakes are here. Yes. Oh God. I, I, I can't emphasize it enough. 
And I think we're, we're going to be uh, doing exactly that. We're going to be emphasizing the stakes of this election between now and November. Absolutely, for sure. You can count on it. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully at this show, we'll be able to give you tips and pointers uh, from time to time and ammunition and facts that you can use in that work. Yeah. I mean, don't feel as though we're going to sue you or criticize you if you just flagrantly steal all the things that we say on the show, <laughs> make them their your own and repeat them to your friends at the water cooler on social media etc that's fine you do it with my endorsement my compliments please do for whatever it is worth please use whatever bits and pieces of insight that we have on this show for your own purposes we've got and to get the word you, out you can do that with great confidence because we ourselves have stolen from the best <laughs> yes absolutely okay we're going to talk about trump's attacks on nikki haley's husband and maybe trump's lies about his own record on guns here after a, a short break back with more podcast right after this Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska plays more music. Sammy Garrett from the Bump Assembly and a single called The Fall featuring our friend Freak Bass. Yeah. We played this one before, awesome. but it's always worth another spin, of course. Uh, speaking of Freak Bass, by the way, you know what I did over the weekend, what? Buzz? What? 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 I bought new strings for my bass guitar. I'm no. actually going <laughs> to... It's been... We're... God, no, right. hold on, stop. Are, are we starting the band again? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, we're not, no. No. Uh, but I, I, for some reason, I had the hankering to play, and I picked up my bass for the first time in years and years and years, and the strings felt like they were about a mile away from the fretboard. It was just like, yes, oh, my God, yeah. how do you, my hand won't even get around and, this. And, and, and you're going to have to build up those calluses all over again. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. already it's already painful. My hand is already hurting, so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but I, it's... It's fun. It'll be fun to do that. And Freak Bass reminded me. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll talk to Freak Bass about some impromptu bass lessons. Get me up sure. to speed again. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Okay, so meantime, Donald Trump attacked Nikki Haley's husband because this is, of course, what he does. He said, uh, where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he gone? He's gone. That's a direct quote from Donald Trump. And, of course, Nikki Haley's husband, Michael, as Nikki Haley wrote on Twitter, is deployed serving his country, something that Donald Trump knows nothing about. Uh, Nikki Haley said, someone who continuously disrespects the sacrifices of military families has no business being commander in chief. So that is absolutely true. But what we can expect now in five, four, three, is Nikki Haley to drop out of the race and then endorse Donald Trump. That's how this works. That's, well, that's the expected thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm here to be naive. Okay. Uh, and I, I just think that she's gone too far now, that there's no turning back. I, I, I think she will drop out of the race. Uh, she had said before that she would uh, endorse Donald Trump. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, though. I, I, You know, she's... She's battered uh, Trump so hard and so much and so continuously, even still, even as recently as yesterday, she doesn't seem like someone who's backing away from that. Yeah. Now, now again, uh, you know, I'm uh, as a dis- disclaimer for all my claims today on the show, I'm not saying I'm right. <laughs> you know, I'm just <laughs> saying my feeling is that maybe she's gone too far to turn back. Uh, even DeSantis didn't go as far as, as Nikki Haley. He turned around and endorsed Trump, and that's the last we've heard of DeSantis, although yeah. he's doing plenty of dirty work down here in Florida. Yeah, well, a similar thing happened in 2016 with Ted Cruz, if you remember. Uh, Ted Cruz was critical oh, yeah. of Donald Trump, and some of the Republican Party actually was. This is back when they felt liberty to be able to uh, criticize him, and Ted Cruz was critical critical of Donald Trump and Donald Trump right. was critical right back. I mean Donald Trump went after yeah. Ted Cruz's wife in yes. 2016. We remember. And yet Ted Cruz as soon as he dropped out couldn't wait to motorboat Donald Trump's butt and True. and did exactly that and and endorsed Donald Trump. I proudly endorse Donald Trump for president of the United yeah. States. And well, we've learned if anything we've learned it past is not necessarily prologue these days. Uh, yeah. that, that what yeah. went before does not necessarily go again. And and again because that's what happened before it is reasonable to think that that would happen this time. Yeah. I just have a feeling she's beaten up on him too much and too hard and for too long and mm-hmm. too recently to to backpedal the other way. I I just I don't and I and I do think that this is a different time. So uh, we'll just uh, like so many things have to wait it out. So this is one of those questions. The next topic is uh, one of those things where we have to decide whether this is Donald Trump forgetting or Donald Trump lying. I think Donald Trump forgot about his record on guns from when he was president. This is Donald Trump talking at a NRA rally over the weekend. Yes, those people, they're still around. Here we go. This is Donald Trump uh, maybe forgetting about his own gun record. During my four years, nothing happened. And there was great pressure (laughs) on me having to do with guns. We did nothing. We didn't yield. And once you yield a little bit, that's just the beginning. That's the avalanche begins. Once you yield a little bit, a little bit. I hate when he talks in his little baby talk voice. We talk a little bit. Uh, Fuck, drives me crazy. Okay, Uh, Donald Trump did do something on guns. Yes. After Las Vegas, after that mass shooting, 
Donald stocks. Trump banned bump stocks right. and actually had to go to court to defend that policy. And and he did. And yeah. so he is lying. Now, I'm sure he doesn't remember the details. Frankly, he may not even remember what he did, mm -hmm. but he is lying when he yeah. says he did. He surely remembers at least that he did something, yeah. even if he doesn't remember what it was. So <laughs> he is lying to the crowd here. And everything he says now is a lie, including a cut I know you're going to be playing next. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is, what's that cut? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to presume. Uh, the one where he says they're going to rename Pennsylvania. Oh, no, I don't have in that. that. I don't in, have that clip. The, I'm trying to spare our audience by having too much Donald yeah, Trump. He, he he told, yeah, to prove that he's lost his marbles, he, he yeah. said he told the crowd that the Democrats would, if he loses, they'll rename Pennsylvania. Yeah. This was in the same speech where, and that's a lie. Mm. It's an insanity, but it's a lie. And, and what he just said here, the tape that Bob did play about guns, that's a lie. You know what we're going to change the name of Pennsylvania to? What? Linda. I'm just saying. That's I like. My you know, I now. like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I'm voting for Linda as the new name of Pennsylvania. It's about time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? The great Linda. swing. The great swing state of Linda. Linda, the Keystone State. Yeah. The Commonwealth of Linda. Yes. <laughs> Who's going to win that central portion of Linda? I don't know, but oh, you've got. Dear. Pittsburgh, Linda, and you've got Philadelphia, Linda, and I think Joe Biden's going to carry both of those cities in Linda. Uh, okay. So also, by the way, uh, Trump said he was going to knock out every single gun safety law if elected. Right, right. He's going to just do it by executive fiat. He's going to declare all of those laws null and void. Why? Because Donald Trump is going to be a dictator. The rules of democracy are no longer going to apply to Donald Trump. His party will back him up on the Hill in all of this. Uh, can, he, can I can I share with you something, just a kind of a sidebar, a little bit of schadenfreude I think you'll yeah, enjoy? Yeah, sure, please. Well, I saw a, an article this morning that said why it, the headline was it, what what sucked me in. The <laughs> click the clickbait was why uh, Democrats have better hearing than Republicans. <laughs> why is and, that? Well, the only thing we can find is gunfire. Oh. Practicing shooting guns, practicing with guns, uh, using guns. I mean, and uh, uh, I'll give you an example. And, and this is true for just hunters, for example. You go to the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There's a, more of a hearing problem in that area. And I'm going to guess hunting has a lot to do with that. Okay. Uh, uh, you can look at different... California virtually has has perfect hearing. <laughs> the, wow. And, and much of the East Coast has great hearing. It was a map of the U.S. Here, uh, another graphic to share with our podcast listeners. Uh, if you look at this, you'll see that uh, California and the East Coast uh, have great hearing yeah. for the most part, for the most part. And and the, the middle part of the country, uh, not so much. And uh, it was just interesting. And, and they, they looked at... Uh, multitude of factors but mm -hmm. one of the factors was in fact guns interesting see when yeah. you said about hearing yeah i thought that was a euphemism for paying attention oh <laughs> so no thought, no well like, why don't they pay attention and it's literally the hearing capabilities the yes their auditory abilities the ears. Yeah, yes yeah. that's right yeah yeah oh by the way also uh, just going back to john stewart real quick i noticed yes. these a uh, couple of tweets uh one from rachel bittekoffer who's uh -huh. uh, a regular on this show right. and also keith olbermann rachel let's start with rachel bittekoffer she said okay sounds like the daily 
Daily Show and Jon Stewart completely failed to read the room. I'll help them out. Republicans are gearing up to end the constitutional order, and you want to pile on about Joe Biden being old? Mm -hmm. And then Keith Olbermann wrote, Well, after nine years away, there's nothing else to say to the both sidesist fraud fraud he said he's calling john stewart a fraud yeah he gets uh, keith gets a little fired up yeah he's uh, yeah yeah the both sidesist fraud john stewart bashing biden except please make it another nine years right yeah yeah basically keith keith is uh righteously indignant and uh he's right to be indignant he he gets uh he takes it farther than most people which is why keith works alone yeah yeah Yeah. so we we shall see how this Mm -hmm. continues with the daily show oh and by the way at that same nra rally right trump said his mass deportation program would begin within moments of taking office to do at yeah. scale would likely require 150 to 200,000 law enforcement officers, including a private army of red state National Guard, he'd deploy into blue states. This is something that's actually going to happen. And I assure you, as I was hinting at before, it's not going to stop with people of color. Donald Trump will absolutely loop in people who he deems as undesirable, dissidents, people who oppose his dictatorship. Again, these are things that may or may not happen. I think we should assume that they will, though, because they, this they is the kind have, of government he wants to set up. They, they will have to go through me, and, and I hope others will stand shoulder to shoulder with me and repeat, they will have to go through me. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but I absolutely believe that that's what his intentions are and that there, there would be no stopping him. Right, right. Okay, uh, let's see what else here. Oh, yeah, by the way, as we're wrapping up the show... Yes. Uh, there's this story coming to us from Massachusetts. Right. Neo-Nazis swarm the Massachusetts governor's home. Oh. This is the new politics. This is the politics as blood sport. This is the kind of politics we expect in the Donald Trump era. And we can absolutely expect that Donald Trump will not condemn this kind of behavior. Of course not. Dozens of neo-Nazis demonstrated outside the home of Massachusetts Governor Moira Healey on Saturday night in an intimidating display of hate. Members of the group NSC-131, which seeks to create a white-only ethno-state in New England, marched Saturday night through the Boston suburb of Arlington, uniformed in khakis, black jackets, face masks, because they're fucking cowards! and baseball caps. The uh, NSC-131 members moved under cover of darkness because they're cowards! Co-opting the the progressive uh, activist chant, whose streets, our streets, they were chanting. The the baseball cap is the protective head armor of an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, along those lines, Andrew Weissman is suggesting that Eileen Cannon might be recused from the hope documents so. trial by the 11th I hope, I hope, Circuit. Hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yeah, because she may be endangering the lives of witnesses here. Yep. Unless she retracts her order allowing that witness list to become public. Yep. So we'll see uh, how that all plays out. And in fact, what I want to do right at the top of the Shadow Docket show on our Patreon page is talk about uh, what's happening in court this week. I know you've got some uh, yes, some dates, we can run down imp- some important, of that. yeah, important court activities happening. Big week, yeah, yeah definitely, and uh, a whole lot more still to come. Um, oh yeah, and Joe Biden is an expert level troll. I just got to say that uh, that post, that uh, tweet he put up about uh, Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl. 
Uh-huh. He said, just as we drew it up. And then he included a photo of uh, Dark Brandon. Right. <laughs> Which was so perfect. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Playing up this uh, ridiculous conspiracy theory that the whole Super Bowl thing with Taylor Swift is a psyop. Utter fucking bullshit. Just as Joe Biden planned it. Just as he drew it up, as he said. Right. Just awesome. Love that. Okay, lots more to come on the Shadow Dock at patreon.com slash Show. Sign up for $5 a month. Please do it. Oh, yeah, by the way, Thursday's Shadow Docket was a barn burner. If you miss it, you miss a lot. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.